Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sexuality and Fetish Podcast with the most famous dominatrix in the world, Mistress Harley. If you don't believe me, you can always check out my IMDb or my YouTube channel. It doesn't matter. What's new with me is it's been a minute since I've been podcasting because I've been filming that Kevin Sorbo movie called Devil's Night. You can catch me on screen as Countess Douglas because I have such a rich bitch lifestyle. I was like, yeah, why not do movies? <laughs> and of course, I'm so hot. It's very easy for me to get screen time. But today's fetish, today's topic is female supremacy, which is more than a fetish. It's a lifestyle. As I've discussed before, so many kinks are actually really lifestyles. And female supremacy is about more than putting women first in your life. It's actually a political movement as well. So considering some of the political upheavals that have happened recently, we all know what they are. I'm not going to talk about them. This is a real summer, not bummer podcast. And you guys know what the fuck is going on. So female supremacy is also a political revolution. We have seen through the course of history how men seem to run things and it is poorly. But the most wonderful periods of time, the enlightenment and the renaissance, you had a lot of women running things. And so I'm gonna get deeper into that topic. But of course, you know I have a format here and I like to talk about sex in the news. Some are not bummer though. So one of my favorite topics that I saw in the news recently was from the Daily Beast on how a sex worker allegedly infiltrated a top tier Air Force lab. It's funny, the Beast article goes on to call the sex worker unqualified. But like, so she just got put there. And it's just more proof at how stupid men can become when their penises get involved. Just like apparently Vince McMahon uh, paid a bunch of women huge NDA agreements of millions of dollars to not talk about the fact that obviously they fucked him. And really, you could have got a lot of high price hookers for the amount of money he paid them to just be quiet and go away. But in this Daily Beast article, the research scientist that was working on advanced propulsion technologies for the Air Force duped a contractor into hiring a sex worker that he was paying using a government charge card because he thought she was, quote, really hot, unquote. <laughs> he threatened to kill the supervisor and himself when it all started to fall apart. But what's really important is it seems that she got paid and she got paid from a defense firm that he got them to hire. And yeah, the FBI caught him. They got a search warrant and uh, she was just a 32 year old hot girl on a highly technical research project and she didn't even have a college degree. Like I'm a woman with a master's degree. If you wanna pull that kind of scam, at least get someone who looks good on paper. But she did not know how to quote, fully understand how to use basic word processing. 
That means she didn't know how to use Microsoft Word or type. And, quote, struggled to formulate coherent inter-office emails. This bitch couldn't write emails. <laughs> so they started to figure this out. Charges haven't been filed. But it does seem that uh, she hasn't been charged with a crime. Like, she didn't do anything wrong. She just got hired for a job, right? Allegedly. I have no personal knowledge of this case, so this is all speculation for legal reasons. <laughs> but I love that this woman was able to get paid and get a prestigious job with a prestigious salary and have no qualifications at all. So you would think that someone might be wary to do such a thing, worried that they might get caught, but this guy didn't care because obviously he was hard. And once you're hard, you're stupid. And just like my song says, <laughs> when his dick gets hard, his brain gets dumb. That's from the 10 Pimpstress Commandments, teaching women how to do exactly these kinds of shenanigans. Nothing illegal, just how to make men do what you want. If you haven't listened to my song, The Ten Pimpstress Commandments, it is available everywhere they're streaming. YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, all of the shits you know. So that just made me laugh so fucking hard. And men never change. Whether it's Donald Trump paying off Stormy Daniels to not talk about that one time he disappointingly fucked her, or Vince McMahon paying off all of these secretaries and legal aides to not tell people that they fucked. Like, how stupid can you be? But I guess I appreciate stupid men in a way that a lot of people don't because they squirt money into my bank account at such insane rates that the news has to talk to me and that I live exactly the kind of lifestyle I want. That's why my podcasting is so inconsistent, you guys. I literally do it when I have nothing else to do and I've just beat Super Mario World on SNES with all four gold stars. And I'm like, yeah, I should sit down and do a podcast. I haven't done that in a while. And for me, that's what financial domination is all about. It's about getting what I want out of men while I do exactly what I want to do and live the, my life exactly how I want to live it. And I don't even have to show up to a fake government job to get a salary. Like, to me, that woman was working too hard. I think hey, that she should have just gotten his hey. salary and not had to go to work. Another one of my favorite news stories that I read this week was about Jane Fonda, who I guess was a celebrity like in the 70s and 80s. I don't really know her, but of course her hair was iconic for a time. But now she's 84 and she gave an interview on Andy Cohen's podcast, or is it a radio show? I don't know the difference. Anyway, she gave an interview where she talked about how sex actually gets better as you get older. So one of the things she said was, I know what I want. Give me what I want. And I'm like, yes, Jane, get it. And she also said that she's been having a lot of fun solo. I assume that that means she's discovered the magic of the Hitachi magic wand, or maybe the rabbit, which was very popular. But really, she's starting to harness her own sexual power, even in her 80s, which gives me hope that there is sex forever. I don't ever want to age out of sex. And I certainly know from the guys that call me and talk to me that they have no upper limit. 
One of the things she said was, women, I think, tend to get better because they lose their fear of saying what they need. We go through, we waste so much time not wanting to say, wait a minute, hold it, hold it, hold it. No, 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 slow down. And a little to the left, you know, we don't want to do that. So obviously Jane doesn't want to do that. I figured out at about 18 that that was exactly what I wanted, that I didn't want to be with men who not only could I not tell them what I wanted, but then who wouldn't jump and fucking respect that. So one of the reasons I became a dominatrix was because I was like, oh, I guess dominatrix is just the word for women who say, I want this, you're going to do it. And if you don't do it, I'm not going to do any of this. And and that began my very fruitful journey of self-exploration and, of course, sexual satisfaction. But she said, as I get older, no, I know what I want. Give me what I want. She's been married three times. Ted Turner, Tom Hayden, Roger Vadim. I don't know who any of these people are. But what's important is that she is enjoying life on her own. She says, I don't want to be in a relationship a sexual relationship again. Do I fantasize? Yes. <laughs> and so I'm so glad that this woman has realized that she doesn't need men. She doesn't need a marriage or relationship to be sexually satisfied. I too have found that sex is often better when a disgusting man with his disgusting needs isn't there wanting things from me. The only sex I like to have is the kind where the man bends over or does exactly what I say. Some of my favorite sex with men involves tying up their hands and feet so they literally cannot move and then just using them as I please. But really, if you can hold a Hitachi magic wand, you're probably having better sex with yourself than a man ever could. At very best, a man can hold the Hitachi magic wand for you, but really, what's the fucking point? So go Jane Fonda. Get it, girl. You do not need no man. And really, what are men for? In my opinion, doing what you want them to do, doing what they're told. And if a man doesn't do as he's told, it's not that he needs to have like horrible things happen to him. He'd probably like that. But honestly, they just don't exist to me. You don't do what I want you to do. You are toxic. <laughs> There's so much talk about talk, uh, cutting toxic people out of your life. And so in my book, a man that doesn't do what you tell him to do is toxic. And speaking of that, that leads me into our topic of female supremacy. But of course, you know I don't do anything without getting some money. So a word from our sponsors. So today's topic is female supremacy, and it seems self-evident that all women are created supreme. After all, biologically, we create life inside our bodies. Every single person alive today, including the misogynists and women haters, would not be alive without a woman. Literally, a woman is God. A woman is the creator. Without women, humanity would fail to exist. And so it's a pretty easy concept. And when you look at the ancient world, as I do, since I hold that bachelor's degree in history, so much ancient art is focused around 
fertility and around the divine sacredness of women. Even some of the earliest pieces of art are obviously sexualized or pregnant women with big bellies and big thighs and big breasts. And even though we have adopted a slimmer aesthetic in the modern day, that never actually goes out of style. There are always men who are into super fertile looking women, BBWs, women with just massive boobs or big tits. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, women are a source of divinity. And so that is a religious aspect to female supremacy. But of course, just like our societies are often based on the idea of divine right rulership, for example, all the kings of Europe in all of history claim that God has ordained them to rule, I posit that women in their creation of life, we're always ordained to rule biologically and every other aspect of life. And we've seen what the world looks like when men are in charge of things. It is always a fucking shit show. It's always a bunch of wars uh, to nothingness. It's always a bunch of people suffering for no reason. Many suffer so that few can profit. And ultimately, it hasn't created a better society for us all as human beings. You know, one of the reasons we call the Renaissance such a period of enlightenment, education, and peace is because most of Europe was being run by women at the time. So, for example, Isabella of Castile, Catherine of Aragon, Catherine de' Medici, Elizabeth I, all of these women happened to have high influence, if not total power, during the Renaissance period, which is one of the reasons that it was such a profitable, peaceful, and period where people could actually flourish and thrive instead of the endless wars of the times before. You might know them as the Dark Ages. Some people have said that we are reaching late-stage capitalism, what with all these boom-bust cycles. I guess there was one in the early 2000s, and now there's like a recession on, although I don't really know much about recessions. All I know is that stocks are cheap. So I'm buying that shit like it's on sale. Ultimately, if we had women in charge of everything, there would be less focus on all this petty squabbling and dick measuring of politics and more focus on actually working together to make things better for everyone. I heard it takes a fucking village. I don't care how you feel about Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Uh, she's like, wasn't the one I would have picked for that, but whatever. Any woman is better than what we fucking got. So my favorite first female president was, of course, Eleanor Roosevelt, who probably was pulling a lot of the strings while FDR was in his wheelchair scooting around trying to fix the World War II problem or the Tennessee Valley Authority problems, trying to make sure that people didn't just starve to death. So Obviously, that is the political aspect of female supremacy. Hello, Mistress Holly. I'm a Danish pig. I'm old. And I want to ask you, is, is it a sin uh, to leave uh, the owner for another 
uh, dome. Thank you. So I've talked about the religious aspects of female supremacy. I've talked about the political aspects of female supremacy. But of course, let's not forget that there are other aspects too. Financial female supremacy, which is pretty much what financial domination is about. I have seen some of the saddest, pathetic males call themselves cash masters and make a dumb Twitter account and try to get guys to pay them. And yeah, I guess some of them make like tens of dollars, but it is a supply and demand market where like there are a bunch of gross asshole men. This is not hard to find. You can find a lot of that shit for free. So the idea that there's a market for guys to act like assholes and exploit you for money, like, isn't that every job you've ever had? So what's different about financial domination is it's specifically about switching up the power and the gender. It's specifically about putting it out there that men are really better off as what's that word now? They're better off as supporters, as providers, even that word, provide for your family, provide for your society. Being a provider is what men have always been for. Whether it was ancient times of hunting and gathering, go provide. Or whether it's now, where instead of hunting bison, you bring home a paycheck. Okay, so fucking provide. We all already know that male sexual desires often run completely counter to female sexual desires, just as Jane Fonda recently figured out. So all of those female sexual desires are about being comfortable and safe and pampered and cared for. And only when women feel those feelings do they even feel comfortable, like wanting to have sex. But really, most of us would just rather not do it with you. So what can you provide to women, these divine beings, that if we ruled the earth, it would be so much better? You can provide your money. And even in relationships where the people claim to be equals, it's very interesting how it seems that women are always the ones that handle the finances. Have you noticed that? That, yeah, dude goes to work, she probably has a job too, but who's the one that actually like pays the bills and manages the 401ks and invests in stocks and buys plane tickets? It's always the female partner in a straight relationship. And I just notice that it seems that women do that better and that men prefer to defer their financial management to women. There's another aspect of female supremacy. Yes, defer to women. We know how to make the best choices, whether it's saving money, spending money, investing money. I just maxed out all my I bonds because you can only buy 10 grand a year. And so I have to wait till next year to buy more I bonds. But you get where I'm going, right? Women always make better financial decisions than men. Who are the guys that gamble and go to strip clubs and pay strange women on the internet they've never met? Men. Women tend to think that you should keep some money in case of a rainy day or in case you want to go on vacation or in case you ever want to retire someday. I like buying real estate. <laughs> well, I have a diversified portfolio. So clearly there's a lot of investments that I make with my money. 
And of course, that financial female supremacy usually happens naturally as a form of resource management and labor division in a relationship. And so I like to see that progress more. Like we should have more women in positions of financial power, whether it's interpersonally in your home, whether it's at your office or your workplace, whether it's more female CEOs or female politicians. Ultimately, once the money is in the correct hands, we can make better decisions with it. And of course, it goes without saying that part of female supremacy also involves the interpersonal and sexual, meaning that women should be in charge in the bedroom. Even if a woman doesn't want to be a dominatrix, even if she doesn't want to peg you or whip you or hurt you or punch you in the balls, (laughs) I got distracted thinking about the things I like to do. But really, what I'm saying is even if she doesn't want to do that stuff, She still wants something. Women need a specific set of circumstances to be relaxed and turned on and to want to have sex or be sexual. And female supremacy also involves deferring to her. She doesn't have to be a dominant for you to know that she likes a bubble bath and a back rub and then she likes to get deep dick. And if that's what she likes, awesome. But she should be dictating the terms of sexuality. Too often in our society, women feel like they have to compromise, like they have to give. You have to be a giver. Like women will go down on a guy and a guy won't go down on her. Like what the actual fuck? And any man that's like, oh, don't eat pussy. I'm like, yeah, you don't get laid either. (laughs) You are at home on the hub, jerking it because no woman will have you. So ultimately, we can say the word supremacy. But I think that it really encompasses an idea of deference. Deference to the female body, deference to female intellect and power and divinity and the creation of life. Like, this is not a hostile takeover. It's a yielding of power to the divine and the supreme feminine, which is one of the reasons it's so appealing. And I think even men sometimes engage in things like cross-dressing because they want to connect to that female divine. I'm not talking about men who actually transition and become trans women. I'm talking about just guys who like to wear panties and stockings sometimes. They want to feel that connection to that power that women naturally have. And of course, women's sexual power is well known. I just told you a story about a woman who got a job with a defense contractor at the Air Force, even though she had no qualifications, because of her sexual and feminine power over someone. And you know, you know how women use their feminine wiles. It's sexual power. And we know how to use it to get what we want when we want. Our culture likes to slut shame and pretend that women who use their sexuality are somehow wrong. That's even how bimbo became a slur. Like, oh, she's just a dumb bimbo. No, that dumb bimbo makes 10 times as much money as you do, lives a better life than you do, and is actually very intelligent. Do you know how I know she's really intelligent? Any woman that spends 10 grand on a pair of fake tits 
to get what she wants knows the quickest, fastest path to getting what she wants. So I don't think she's as dumb as you think she is. And I've certainly noticed that some men are uncomfortable with the idea of hyper-intelligent, over-educated women who elucidate all of their words and make their thoughts and feelings on things clear and have actual opinions. So some women cope with that by dumbing themselves down for men. Part of the bimbification fetish is this idea that women like don't know what they're doing. Like, oh, I'm just so hot over here in my $4,000 shoes and my $2,000 bikini and $1,000 worth of having my hair done and $100 of the most expensive lipstick. And I've just done all of my hair and my nails and my makeup and put on all these clothes. And I just don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a male fantasy. This idea that women don't do all that stuff to control men. I like the women that also sell the like, I do a full face of makeup for an hour for me. Like, no, we do a full face of makeup for an hour to control men. It's like we figured out all of these hacks to get men to do what we want them to do because men are stupid and they're most easily controlled by their penises, even when logic would dictate that these things would make sense. So instead, women have just learned how to manipulate men and that's what we do. And if you look at every hot celebrity, every hot girl, every Nicki Minaj, every chick with big tits and a fake ass, like, yeah, she's a dumb bimbo. No, she has harnessed her female sexual energy and her power to control the universe. And I admire that. I admire that in women. And I admire the men that can admit that their dicks rule their lives. Because part of the problem that people have is this like fighting with themselves. Like you're not fighting with someone else. You're fighting with yourself. I should be more this way. I should be more that way. I should be more masculine. Men, toxic masculinity tells you you should be more manly. Oh, I should be more manly. I should take control. I should blah, blah, blah. That is testosterone poisoning, hurting your brain, making you think stupid thoughts. And really, those thoughts are not helpful to you. Here's a crazy pro tip. If you want to date a woman that maybe looks like me, but a super hot woman that obviously takes care of her body and goes to all of the effort to look good, to look the way that you fantasize a woman would look, then you need to offer her something. When you're in a relationship, you got to bring something to the table. Why is being with you better than being at home alone with uh, chocolate, my treadmill, and a bunch of cats? None of those things bother me or ask me to do things or smell bad. Like men always smell worse than cats. So really, you have to convince me that you are worth having in my life. That is another principle of female supremacy and financial domination. See how it kind of goes together? I like to think of financial domination just as men bribing me to interact with them. All these guys know I would never interact with them. I would never speak to them. I would never talk to them. I wouldn't stop on the street to rescue them from traffic if they fell down unless I'm getting something out of it. So yeah, if I'm getting tens of thousands of dollars out of you, then sure, I'll talk to you about that dumb thing you like. 
<laughs> so many of my pets call me just to talk to me about like movies and video games and anime. And I'm not talking about porno. I'm talking about like Inuyasha. So really like I'm motivated because I'm being bribed. <laughs> but some of those things I like, like call me and talk to me about Star Trek, but also pay me for that because I deserve it. So that is today's lesson on female supremacy. And as you know, now I do have some fun listener mail. You too can call and leave me listener mail and you might end up on my podcast. Just go to mistressharley.com slash podcast and click the button to leave me a voice message. So the very fact that you're asking this question, is it a sin to leave one dom for another dom, is very revealing that I don't think your dom actually owns you. I have a saying, which is, I can't steal your man because if he was yours, he couldn't be stolen. And ultimately, isn't that what so much of domination and submission is about? If someone truly owns you, if you've truly committed to another person, then it's not just as easy as leaving one for the other. Ultimately, I think that's what marriage is kind of about. Marriage is a contract between you and another person stating that if you break up, you're going to have to go to court and fire papers and pay lawyers and divide up all your stuff in a traditional relationship. And so that's not as easy as just leaving one dom for another. So that tells me that your current, I'm using air quotes, owner, has no consequences for your leaving. That means you're not really owned at all. Most of my long-term pets have engaged what I will call a commitment mechanism that would make leaving me very difficult. Some of them sign debt contracts, and if they fail to follow through on their end of those contracts, I can actually sue them in a court. So that would make it a lot more difficult to just leave one dom for the other. And some guys who are into blackmail fetish, and I've talked about this in one of my other podcasts about blackmail fetish, but blackmail fetish is just a commitment mechanism where somebody has damaging or embarrassing information on you and you give it to them and consensually say, please publish this and use this against me if I try to leave you. It's a way to enforce ownership. So if you can just leave one dom for another, then no, who cares? You're kind of like dating doms. But once you find one that truly owns you, there's no just walking away. She would have to allow that. And I certainly have some slaves who have had asked me, would you release me from ownership, Mistress Harley? 
because they met somebody or they want to move or they switch jobs or whatever. And typically there is a way, just like in ancient Rome, to buy your freedom, buy your way out of servitude and slavery. The same way when you get divorced, you can settle out of court. Just give her the whole house and she'll probably let you go live your life. But the idea that you're owned when there are no consequences or repercussions for leaving, no. That means you're doing online role play. So I can already tell that you're not owned. Well, hey there, Mistress Harley. Do you listen to Wu-Tang? Oh my god, I hope that person was doing like a fake voice so that they weren't recognized instead of talking like that all day every day because that might be one of the most annoying voices I've ever heard. So, do I listen to Wu-Tang? I assume you mean the Wu-Tang Clan, and we all know Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. So, yeah, I listen to Wu-Tang. Um, some of my favorite rappers are from the Wu-Tang Clan, like the old dirty bastard. But ultimately, listening to rap is one of the reasons that, first of all, I was inspired to make a rap album, and second of all, that kind of pushed me toward female supremacy. So this even relates to today's topic. So many rap songs are this misogynistic, patriarchal fantasy world where, for example, in ODB's song, Baby, I Got Your Money, some women are like, yeah, dirty, baby, I got your money. But really, it should be flipped. And that's one of the things I did with my rap album. Whether you like my music or not, I don't fucking care. Ultimately, it's about switching those gender roles. So guys can rap about like pimping out women and bitches and hoes and using them to make money and hey, dirty, baby, I got your money. And really, I was like, yeah, I'm the ODB. I'm old dirty bastard, except I'm young, I'm hot, and I have huge boobs. So I decided to kind of take the inspiration that I was getting in rap music and live my life the way these rappers were telling me they lived theirs. Now, if you actually know anything about rappers' real lives versus their projected fantasy lives, you know that a lot of what guys rap about is what they feel fantasize about. It's what they dream of. Like, sorry, Usher, those strippers are never going to love you. But a lot of his rap songs are about how the stripper loves him. <laughs> and so instead of doing it that way, I actually live my life. I actually live like ODB. Men come to me and tell me they've got my money and then they give me my money. So I realized that without fitting a certain mold of a rapper, I was living the life of a rapper. And one of the reasons I was inspired to make my rap album, yes, because I listened to the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> But that wraps up today's episode on female supremacy. And of course, you can find me in all the places. You can literally just Google me and there is a Google knowledge panel about me. But I'm on IMDb. I'm on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, on Twitter at TechDom, on YouTube as 
Mistress Harley. You can find me everywhere and anywhere because I permeate the culture. I am the fucking zeitgeist. And yeah, I just do more and more stuff all the time, which makes me more famous and more powerful. And that is something I enjoy. So you too can ask me a question or leave listener mail on mistressharley.com slash podcast. You can send me all of your money or sign up for recurring payments on mistressharley.com slash pay me. And don't forget to check out all of my awesome content. I've got books on Amazon. You can get my Bible at Walmart. My music is everywhere. I have t-shirts on Public. But really, I am the zeitgeist. So stay sexy, stay kinky, and I'll talk to you guys again when I have nothing better to do.